Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Take Your Points. I'm your host, Ronan Scott. Uh, this week, we are looking ahead to the Ulster Championship. Uh, we didn't think it was going to happen, but it's here for better or for worse. For this show, um, I've invited our two of our columnists on, Cahal Carvel and Jared O'Kane, to just talk about the upcoming games that happened this weekend and the following weekend after that. So, um, so here we are. We've got the championship. Thanks for coming in, lads, and thanks for joining us. Um, the first question I wanted to ask is, should the Ulster Championship be happening at all? Um, what do you think, Jared? Firstly, I would probably say I'm in favour of the championship going ahead. Uh, I know that uh, some people maybe think that the GAA is showing a bit of elitism here and why are they treated differently to other parts of society, but uh, I think the GAA is the one uh, sporting body within Ireland that probably unites more people. I would imagine it's the biggest uh, organisation within Ireland and it maybe holds more influence than maybe even the Catholic Church that what have done maybe 40 or 50 years ago. And I think given the fact that most studies would show you that the transmission of any virus is roughly around 19 times less likely to occur in an outdoor setting, uh, I think once we realise that the issues surrounding GA was not exactly the matches themselves, it was more so what was happening after games, i.e. in certain areas and county finals. Up until that, there wasn't an issue running round-robin club championships, quarter-finals, semi-finals. Uh, I think the cold camp ran to the tune of maybe 70,000 children over the summer, and the only reported case was one which was traced back to a Holy Communion party. So I think, taking all that into consideration, I think the players themselves are keenly aware of the spotlight that will be on them. And for instance, if Derry play Armada this week, uh, if there's going to be a winner and a loser, I just don't think we would see the sorts of scenes you might see after a county final within any county. Okay, Cal, what are you, what's your thoughts? Should the Ulster Championship be happening? Thanks, Ronan. I suppose first and foremost, it's great to be talking about something other than the pandemic. Um, to have the blood and thunder of the Ulster Championship back um, albeit at Halloween, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. It's uh, something to look forward to. It's something that a lot of people are talking about. Yes, there are the concerns about whether it should go ahead or not, but any of the intercounty players involved or management that I've been speaking to, they have gone above and beyond to ensure that it's as safe as possible. But I definitely do think it should be going ahead. I have my concerns going back to the start of the pandemic in March time in relation to the GAA season as a whole. But now, um, though cases are rising again, I really do think that having the Ulster Championship back is a good thing for um, the, the people in this part of the world. And certainly I'm looking forward to it. There's some really, really great games um, and it's promises to be in a wet and windy Halloween weekend. Uh, would it be trick or treat? Who knows? But uh, certainly I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so the championship's going ahead. We're going to have to preview it no matter what happens. And it does promise it to be very exciting whether it being straight knockout this year. Um, but first off, the two heavy hitters are Donegal Throne there playing this weekend. So, Cal, what do you think the big talking point is from this game? Throne and Donegal. This is... Uh, it's definitely the tie of the weekend um, across all of the championships. 
It's heavy hitters, absolutely. Forget about Usig's Chisora on Saturday night. It's all about Tyrone and Donegal, and certainly I couldn't be more excited for the game. Um, the big talking points, I suppose, you can't go anywhere. You can't talk about Tyrone GAA at the minute without um, mentioning the man of the moment, Conor McKenna. Um, he's led up the league in the, the uh, couple of games that he's played so far and uh, having that pedigree and I remember him back um, in the McCrory days um, seven or eight years ago playing for St Pat's Armagh and he was a different animal even then so after six years of Aussie rules under his belt and the strength and conditioning that he's um, partaken in there to come back and just to see him absolutely light up the game against Mayo um, last weekend I predict he's going to do the same uh, again um, this weekend Obviously, uh, Ewan McGee will be uh, raring to go, and uh, he um, he'll accept the challenge um, full on. So it's going to be uh, in that Donegal defence with McKenna, with um, Brennan, with Donnelly, and with Hart uh, roaming. It's going to be a, a war of attrition there. Um, no quarter asked, no quarter given. And at the other end with um, Donegal, Jimmy Brennan has been back with a bang, I think, um, in the league. He's, he scored the goal. Um, him and Peter Morgan looked very impressive against Throne um, earlier on uh, in the league, up in Bally Buffet. Michael Murphy, the ever-reliable, mercurial Michael Murphy, probably the greatest footballer to ever come out of Donegal, maybe out of Ulster. And... I think he'd go down as one of the greatest footballers ever to play the game. Um, he will have a massive impact undoubtedly um, this weekend and whether he, I think he will be playing closer to the goal and uh, him and Jamie Brennan in a full forward line is uh, absolutely scintillating. So the Tyrone um, defence I think has creaked, um, especially last weekend against Mayo when they were pretty much out of sight and um, Mayo and let's be honest, uh, average enough and aging uh, Mayo team who I don't think will any be anywhere near the All Ireland this year. Um, you know, pegged them to within a point at the end. So um, it, it's going to be a fascinating matchups uh, all across the uh, the field. Okay, Jared, what's your thoughts on this game? I suppose looking at the key battles within this, uh, you probably have to say both goalkeepers are hugely influential for their own team. Uh, in terms of their kickouts, I would imagine if you're looking at the top three or four keepers in the country, uh, both Patton and Morgan will be in that bracket. I think Morgan maybe has more of an age and what he can bring to the team out the field in terms of when he comes out, supports the play. But I think he has to do that because I'm not sure that uh, Trone are just as well balanced as Donegal. Uh, but so, but both goalkeepers will have a massive say in this in terms of where they place their kickouts their, uh, and their free-taking as well. And I think Patton maybe has an advantage in that he just has more options on the kickout. Donegal can line the midfield with three or four players, six foot two, six foot three above. And I suppose it gives Patton five different options as opposed to Niall Morgan just doesn't have that range of options with their own. Obviously, all the key battles will involve key players such as what did Tron do with Michael Murphy? Over the years, they always had a bit of a plan for him, but it looks like they're going to be without Patrick Hamsey. Uh, do they risk bringing Ronan McNamee from the age of the square to 
to follow Murphy. Physically, it'd be well able for him, but then I think that leaves Tyrone Bear and around the square. While Tyrone are lauded for their attacking halfbacks, attacking cornerbacks, if you look at the last day, while Liam Raffley scored maybe not one set up a point, Darrell Connor scored one, two, or one, three. And I think first and foremost, you have to look at defence. And if I'm a defender, I always enjoy getting up for a score, but not at the expense of my man scoring one three. And I'm not sure that Tyrone have that range of options to be covering Donegal's danger man because they'll be trying to maybe stop the likes of uh, Ryan McHugh, who kicked not three against him the last day, got man of the match. I watched him play for his club during the club championship and he was doing similar things. He's just so hard to track. Well, Conor Miller maybe have the legs for him. But then again, you're using Conor Miller then as a forward. And while he brings all that physical attributes to the game and he wins the ball, Trum will be up their forwards to get on the scoreboard. So I think just Donegal have a better balanced team and they have more options around the field. And no, that's not to say that if Trum maybe play the way they did against Mayo, that instead of reverting back into a defensive system, maybe going at Donegal and putting more pressure on Donegal high up the field and pressure on patent kicks, Troon might get some joy out of that. And it's maybe something that Donegal maybe won't be expecting. But overall, if you're asking me here now, five days out, I would have to say Donegal the edge it by three points. And all right, will you call it for me though, Cal? How would you call it? For me, it's Donegal. Um, by a couple of points could go into injury time but hopefully not penalties but I think Donegal will just have too much in the uh, uh, too much firepower too much uh, I suppose bulk and um, they'll uh, uh, take the victory and I think they have a good chance of going all the way and going to the All-Ireland OK moving on uh, next game is Derry Armagh um, you must have some good insights into this one Cal what sort of game are you expecting here? I think this is an, an intriguing one. I think it's going to be maybe possibly the low the low key game of the um, uh, the, the the weekend in terms of how it will be played. I don't expect it to be high scoring. I expect it to be attritional. Again, the weather for Sunday at four o'clock in Derry isn't great. Um, and Arma, I suppose they've been hitting the headlines uh, over the past seven days, getting promoted to uh, Division One, and obviously. Derry have had their um, issues in the league over the past number of years, so they'll be coming in under the radar. And I certainly think this is a case of um, a snake in the long grass with Derry. There hasn't been that much talk about them. Chris McKeague's been in the papers today um, saying that they always fancy their chances against Armagh. If you look at the last five fixtures, Derry have had two wins. Armagh have got over the line um, just about in, in, in three of the other games have always been very tight and uh, closely contested. I think in Celtic Park, um, I don't think it'd be a massive advantage to Derry. Um, big open field will suit the likes of Jamie Clark and um, Rear O'Neill to get up and down the park. But um, I think Derry um, won't fear Armagh, absolutely not. They'll look at what um, Ross Common did to them. Armagh were firing uh, on all cylinders in the first half. Looked like war beaters and in the second half um, they capitulated in defence. Um, they, they looked to target, I think, Brendan Donaghy and, um, you know, if he is in, uh, in, in the, the half-back line and, um, you know, put a runner on him. Um, in terms of where Derry are, they'll certainly look to target um, 
the Armaz man of the moment, Stefan Campbell, who's brought his form from the, the club championship into um into the the inter county. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting game. I think it's going to be a case of a slight bit of complacency um, will set in with Armagh and uh, they'll maybe be patting themselves on the back a little too much and it could be um, that Derry catch them in the long grass and um, I, I think there's going to be one or two points either way in the game. It's going to be very tight and if anyone thinks that Armagh is going to blow them out of the water um, based on league form. Uh, I, this is championship, this is a whole different ball game. I think it'll be very, very close, one point either way. And uh, if Armagh haven't got their um, heads right for this one, there, there could be a shock on the cards. Uh, Jared, what do you think? Moving on to the big one, uh, we're looking at Derry v Armagh. I would think that maybe Cahill would maybe tell you Armagh or maybe more Hurling County in his eyes, but uh, I have to say I'm really looking forward to this clash. On paper now, it's looked at a Division 1 against a Division 3 team as they now sit going into next year, but I don't think the gap is that big between the pair of them. Uh, if you looked at Armagh's game versus Roscommon, they seem to be wide open at the back. Now Roscommon have won two out of the last three Connacht's and I don't think they get the credit which they deserve. And they're a good side, but it was shown glimpses that Armagh are there to be taken. And then against Clare, the same thing. They maybe switched off for 10, 15 minutes, let Clare back into it. And although they ran away with a five-point victory, I think they made it difficult for themselves. Whereas I've watched Derry's last two games against Longford and Offaly. And in both games, they're relatively comfortable. While they had four changes the second week from the first week, I think Rory Gallagher's maybe using that to try out a squad to see who's available. I think what Rory Gallagher brings to the table, and he's shown it with both Fermanagh and Donegal, he's big into matchups. Now, I, I know very little about the squad getting into it or the way they play, but I think he will look at their MA team and Rory will gamble and get his matchups right, and more often than not, he does. And I think that will be a key battle in Derry won the game. Uh, physically, I think Derry's well able for him. Uh, Derry under... Derry are probably underestimated in terms of the physical size they can bring to the game. I've seen them now the last couple of games and they've really bulked up over the lockdown. And I think in Shane McGuigan, they probably have one of the best footballers in Ulster at the moment. It's the closest thing Derry ha have had and will have to Paddy Bradley going forward for years in terms of he's strong, he's a ball runner himself. He's going to score not six, not seven a game. He'll draw frees. And I think if Derry can try to isolate him and get him plenty of ball, I'm putting my money on Derry for this one. And Cahal? In terms of calling it, I don't want to be too controversial, but um, I think it'll be a very close run thing. Uh, I think it draws a, a, a good shout. Uh, and... We'll give it to Armagh to come through uh, in extra time and maybe even penalties. But if anyone thinks that Armagh just have to turn up on Sunday, um, they've got another thing coming because this Derry team will be coming and they will be coming to take a big scalp on Sunday. Um, another one very much looking forward to. Um, as with the Throne Donegal game and uh, yeah, it's a Halloween festival of football. What about the Cavan and Monaghan game? Uh, it should be a feisty one. This is the uh, classic Ulster derby. Um, What's your take, Cal? K 
Calvin Monaghan. Uh, I think this is probably going to be maybe the, the, the most disappointing game of the um, weekend. I just really, having watched Calvin's last couple of league games, I just really can't see how they will be able to put it up to the, their neighbours, Monaghan. Um, I just think they're operating on a completely different um, basis at the minute. Calvin having coming back from um, a lockdown and coming back from this uh, season, they've looked sort of possibly lost. Dropping out of Division 2 has been a big blow for them. And I think it's going to be really difficult to get them up for the for, for this game and to get them playing on a level which can really test uh, Monaghan. Monaghan side with Bonte back in um, the cockpit. I think they're going to be uh, certainly a handful this year, and uh, he'll have them well drilled. And uh, I, I think they have operated at, at at a higher level than Calvin for a while. And I think they're a team that has come back from the break in a, a lot better shape mentally and physically than Calvin. And I think there's only going to be one winner in this one, um, Ronan. Uh, and that's uh, our, our neighbours Monaghan. Uh, Jared, what's your take on the Cavan Monaghan game? Local derby down there, but maybe the absence of the crowd will take away the feistiness of it. Uh, in terms of how the game will go, I think last weekend it just maybe showed where both teams are maybe at, in that Monaghan have been able to do enough over the last course of the last two weeks, where they pushed Kerry to four points, and they were just had enough power and scoring threat over the line against Meath whereas Cavan have lost their last three games in Division 2 which resulted in an unlikely uh, relegation for them so they're now in Division 3 I think Mickey Graham will maybe point to the fact that they have had a large turnover of players in comparison to other counties and I suppose it didn't help them get a settled team whereas Monaghan have had by and large the same squad for the last six, seven, eight years. Obviously, Bantley has brought a wee bit of freshness to it himself. He's added one or two players, but there's been nothing major in terms of the spine of their team or the core players they rely on. And I think you've seen enough last week in that where McManus is still scoring 1-8 against Meath. There's no doubt Meath would have went out and flagged McManus as the danger man, but... It's not always that easy. Now, I know Cavan have given Monaghan a tight run for it this last two or three times they've played. Uh, they beat them in the semi-final two seasons ago. But I think looking at it with the preparation both teams have had, it's, it's the only form line we can go on. Uh, I think going against the better judgment of my in-laws from Cavan, I think I'm going to have to put Monaghan for this one by four. Okay, that's our three games for this weekend previewed. Um, the fall weekend, uh, Downer playing for Mana and Antrim are playing win winners of Cavan and Monaghan. How do you see those games going, Jared? For Mana, a bit home for this one, which will be a big help. But I think, again, just like the Cavan Monaghan preview, I think given the form line of where the two teams are at the minute and where they sit in the pecking order, I think we'll have seen for Mana go down to Division 3. And down have one promotion up to Division 2. And again, we only have one game for Down to go on. They get beat below. But from what I gathered, it was quite an experimental side. Fermanagh have had a tough time since the resumption of the league. Uh, it was well documented the ball they had against Clare with the players missing. And then again during the leash game at the weekend 
while they're maybe down a few. They look to be playing well enough, but in the last five minutes, they can see it three goals, which is very on for man alike. I'm not sure whether they were trying something different or uh, they were trying to push up a bit more, but Leash end up scoring three points with the one, but they had 3-9 without it. And I think that sort of scoring... 3-12 down have that sort of power up front to do damage to scoreboard against Fermanagh. I don't see it being a highly highly scoring game. I think Fermanagh will try and keep it to a minimum. But I just see down having too much scoring power to get, to get over the line against them. And what about yourself, Gal? The Fermanagh down clash. I think these are two evenly matched teams. Uh, Fermanagh have had a very difficult time of it over the past um couple of weeks uh, with obviously the uh, carry on with having to go down to, to play Clare with um, ha only half a team and they actually probably should have won that game uh, against Leash the, the the goals at the end of the game uh, I think flattered Leash and that's another game that Fermanagh um, should have won uh, with down have maybe flattered to deceive again since the break and um, my tip for the, the following week is that Permana to pull off shock against Down. The last game next week is going to be Antrim versus Monaghan or Cavan. Uh, obviously, we don't know who they'll play yet. I predicted Monaghan earlier, but even looking at Antrim in isolation, uh, they have had a tough time since they came back from COVID. They went down to Wicklow and conceded seven goals in a game which probably cost them their promotion. Antrim had a bit of momentum before the break in the league, but again, since the break in the league come, I don't think it's done them much favours in that regard. They got a victory last week against Waterford, which I think maybe certainly there would have been eight, Ulster, eight Ulster counties back in them in that regard, but I think most counties would have been supporting Antrim. And I think given the circumstances and how the game was played and all the furrows around it in terms of the where it was at and getting it fixed for Drogheda I think it was maybe easy for Antrim to get themselves up for the game and I'm not sure that they will have the same motivation against either a Cavan or a Monaghan team that might come through uh, I know that Lenny Harbison has called on a few more experienced players to try and come in instead of the ship again it's only a short season for, and in that regard it's a one-off game for Antrim I would imagine they'll give it a decent rattle and a good account of themselves but given the fact that either side which come through will have a had a game to prepare I just think they'll be, they'll be too strong for Antrim I take an account of Monaghan um, who I think will beat Calvin um, and will uh, be facing Antrim and I think that's the likely outcome from this weekend and looking ahead to to the the that clash with Antrim. Uh, Antrim, uh, there's been a whole lot of talk about them. Uh, a beaten Waterford, whether it's in Louth or whether it's in um, a newly refurbished Casement uh, Park, is never something to write home about. And I think they'll like, have a rude awakening and be brought back down to earth against Monaghan in the um, quarterfinal. Thanks so much, Roland. Um, it's great to be back on. The, my tips for the weekend are Donegal to, to win a thriller. Um, Armad just do enough against Derry maybe in extra time and uh, Monaghan to have a big win against uh, Calvin and of course uh, Joe Biden to take the, the presidency on Tuesday um, look forward to speaking to you soon, thanks 
Okay, that's great. That's our Ulster Championship preview for this week. Um, it's here, it's started, we can't believe it, but it's actually happening and it promises to be very exciting. So hopefully we'll see you back in two weeks' time and we'll look ahead to uh, the semi-finals and the final. Um, but thanks for watching. Um, if you want to see more of these shows, we've did them right throughout this year. Um, when there was games and when there weren't games, um, you can get them all online at NBTV or at the Gaelic Life website. And I encourage you to subscribe to the Gaelic Life website. You can do that online, gaeliclife.com. And there's plenty of new content, exciting, interesting content, and I encourage you to do that. So thanks for watching, and thanks. See you next time.